first episode. What's up, Katarina? Hello, Jordy. It's so nice to see you here in our new our new little home, Dub Lab. Thanks, guys, for having us. Round of applause. Um, I really appreciate it. And with, we've come a long way because our show base actually was on college radio in Miami. So kind of bringing it over to this part of the world as well as maybe on like a national level is a big step. Do you want to explain what base is to these listeners? Yeah. So base started as a concept to showcase to Miami listeners the talent that they have in their backyard and kind of put these talented people on a pedestal um, using our platform in whichever way we could. And when we graduated this May, uh, we were no longer able to broadcast via college radio. And we thought instead of, you know, keeping it going in Miami, why not take Miami to a national level? Mm -hmm. Um, Because we think everyone whether it's in the U.S. or beyond, deserves to know what's coming out of here. It's really something special. It's something, um, I mean, you could say it about any city. I'm sure everyone reps their city super hard, but there's some talent here that you really can't find anything comparable anywhere else. Yeah, that and, like, the connotation of what people think of when they think of Miami music. I was talking to someone today and, like, explained, like, what we're doing here, and she was like, so what do you guys play, like, EDM and and rappers and I'm like well actually that's like the <sighs> point because there's so much more a lot of diversity um a lot of new subgenres being formed right through Miami a lot of base yeah a lot of sense of community a lot of it's still like by no means are we steering away from the party because Miami is party but it's not just South Beach it's a lot uh deeper than that I guess you could say it's a lot of little niches and um you know, like you said, subgenres, it's it's all about community here, as far as I can tell. And I think it's just time that people understand that we're not just um, Pitbull and Ultra Music Festival. Literally, literally. And a a bigger part of Miami is like the party scene, you know, the nightlife and people that rep these tastemakers and become like these icons throughout the city. And speaking of that, I think it's appropriate now. Uh, don't you think that speaking of like that that is exactly how we describe our guests today and that's how the the show is laid out by the way we have a really important miami based duo duo especially today that one of we wanted them to be our first dub lab guests because they have been they've made their way throughout the city i think a lot of people know their name they know their sound um they're they're probably like a very good example of a full circle like talent in all sense of the word so we have paper water what's up you guys it's deji and eddie hey thank you thank you for having us thank you for having us yeah thanks for joining us in our virtual studio right now during the big queue even though it's a little less Mm -hmm. intense we're still recording virtually um so we're not all together but we're together in spirit and that's what counts (laughs) Yeah, I can feel that I energy. Can feel energy. Um, can you tell the listeners who might not have heard of Paper Water before, how did you guys meet each other and like give a little bit of like a 30 second elevator pitch as to what <laughs> Paper Water means? Eddie, you first. Eddie, you go first. Oh, man, on the spot. All right. 30 seconds. Um, we yeah. met uh, we met sophomore year of high school uh, when we both tried out for the football team. 
and he actually took my position. So I didn't like Deji and uh, he was my sworn enemy until one day came to the lunch table and this lunch table is kind of like the gauntlet. You got to come with like your funniest jokes or your best content. And Deji came through and he's played this beat and it was like the worst beat I ever heard, but he just, he just kept coming back and back and, and like taking the, the, you know, the, like the jokes that we would all just rag on him. And eventually uh, he got like really good. And like um, I got into music and then funny enough, he, he was the guy that taught me how to produce. And then the rest is like kind of history. And I'll let Eddie was always a producer, though. He always had like great ideas and knew how to put like songs together. Wow, so. that's fire! So you guys are kind of like a match made in heaven, and it's cool that you had a friendship before you even did music together. I like that story. That's unique. It makes the bond stronger, definitely. And you could, um, the music is like, it's like this lifelong project. Yeah, I think it, it's when you when you listen to the whole span of work that you guys have done, not only just like the music you've released, but the actual work that's put in, like, you know, the merch, the label, uh, the agency, Half Bowl, and just all of the projects that you guys have collectively, you can tell that it's more than just like, you know, a SoundCloud rapper or just like, you know, a little side project. Like, you can tell that your whole both of your souls and like life and passion is fully dedicated to justice. Um, I agree with all of that. (laughs) (laughs) It organically turned into a community based project. I I feel like paper waters, uh, the, we, we didn't have like a platform and there's no platform in Miami. So we try to create it for ourselves and then it, it started to grow for other artists and that sort of, uh, grew into a new mission that we're doing right right and mm-hmm. one of the things that Jordi and i have always kind of in the in the i guess the study of why uh cities kind of blow up with like their artists or are known for this or that it's like it always comes down to like these collectives who kind of push for the people around them to you know flourish and we've had Morgan Bryson on the last last show and then Alex Coffin text on the show before this who are kind of like, you know, part of your quote unquote collective. Yeah. And they, they literally praise you guys. They're like, yeah, without them, like, you know, they push me and they give me everything that I need to succeed. And it just, it's, it's those foundations that we need in this city to, you know, elevate it. So you guys are doing, doing the Lord's work, as they say. Shout out to Morgan Bryson, Coffin Tech. That was nice of them to say that. Yeah. Yeah. No, they always kept talking about you guys. As if you were like their mentors, like showed them how to do things, whether it be like marketing or the actual equipment itself, like Ableton, like, and like gave them a space, like your studio. Like, yeah, where are you guys based out of, by the way? Um, so we were, we had a space in Little Haiti. And then due to gentrification of Little Haiti, uh, it got too expensive for us to be there. So now we work out of like eight, nine studios. And then Eddie and I have like our separate studios. So like, They'll go to either one of our studios to like work on DJ mixes or work on projects and or mix records. Right. That's so cool that you guys are able to provide that. Are you like constantly looking for new acts as well? Or do you kind of keep it like family based, homies based? I think it just has to uh, call to us. Like I think 
um we didn't ask like to do this or like this wasn't like what Deji said it wasn't necessarily our intention but everybody just like uh keeps getting like pulled into like this like weird little galaxy in Miami so like I think the right artist is kind of gonna like uh find us and then we're gonna like like you have that like movie moment you know when you like lock eyes with somebody and it like the music gets like really slow that's kind of how i see like musicians and like different acts it's like it's i'll fall like in love it'll be like my my muse or something i don't know to not to add on to what eddie said we're i think we're naturally just private people so it's not like we're like oh it's only family only like we work with a lot of artists and behind the scenes we actually like Eddie would do marketing for other artists with like no credit or like I mix a lot of artists like records, like mix and master like artist records. So we are open to other artists, but then we also don't feel the need to like project that on social media. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all like calling base. Well, if anyone hasn't heard your music before, I know they're about to hear like a mix you guys provided for us, but like, how would you describe your style and like some of your influences or the artists around you, like everyone, like what, what do you guys have in common at wet paper? Um, I want to say we're all electronic based, like some part of the production just sounds like really electronic and it gets really weird. And whether that's that's like coffin text getting like her music's like crazy and it's like, gets to like this high tempo like high energy like um like rave you know like feel and then whereas like morgan bryson has that eerie you know sultry like soulful like but still has that like oh you could like this was like played with uh deji's moog so it's kind of like has that bass that electronic bass based based (laughs) also i guess uh I could say I just thought about this right now, but like half full creative, our creative agency that Eddie and I are partners in. Uh, Miami's always shown in a in a certain light with like the artists under the bridge with the city skyline and there's like five Lamborghinis behind. But it's never shown like indie or like the weird kids or like skateboard yeah. kids or art like art people. So I feel like we're we are representative of all of that. And that's what yeah. we try to show. And then even with um like R&B singers like Dina Dean, she's an R&B singer, but she's like very alternative. So she could hop on like techno beats that turn into like 90s R&B. And I think Miami's like ready for that. And even with the whole uh, like Latin trap wave, I think that's also blending with like hip hop. And it's like a beautiful thing. It's like a new LA, but more Latin. But I think the hip hop, electronic and indie scene is like untapped. I think... Miami is ready for it. I just think the rest of the world like holds this intense ass like stigma against us as just being like, you know, South Beach spring break. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it, like I said, people, people like you guys and the people who we've had on our show, like the whole Space Tapes crew who does have like a really wide variety of like a roster. They, they bring that and you guys bring that. And that's that's kind of the, the whole premise of the show is to like show that we're not just the Lamborghinis with, like, the intense, like, sunset behind it and, like, mm-hmm. strippers and God knows what else. But I, I love the sunset strippers, but 
You know, we're more than that. Right. But we're more than that. We really are. That, not to say that we aren't that, but there's definitely uh, some alternative to us as well. <laughs> um, the other thing before we get into your guys' mix is um, what projects could we be, you know, expecting from you throughout this quarantine? I guess that ties into what we're about to hear from you guys, but... What exactly is, like, the main focus right now? Eddie, you want me to go or you go? Deji, take this one, man. (laughs) Okay, so we had a project. We had, like, this uh, label mixtape idea, and it was called The Florida Project, like, based on the movie, that we would get different artists from South Florida, all different types of artists, from Twelvelin, Dina, to... uh, to like James Clint, who besides being a lyricist, he's like a poet. And we'll put all these artists, and not just artists from Miami, but artists from Jacksonville too, like Lil West Side. And we're going to put them on one project and then release like an album, which would be similar to like Dreamville when they did Mm -hmm. their album. And so, so we were working on that. So quarantine hit. And we were able to, we're like 90% done with that. But that project is, it's like hip hop and R&B, but an alternative. But we also have like a, a electronic like bone that we want to itch. Like there's a part of us that's also electronic and like just house, like house. Yeah, you can definitely hear that influence. Mm-hmm. Are we going to be able to hear that in the the first part of this mix that we're about to hear? Yes, yes. It's, you're definitely going to hear like electronic, a lot of electronic. You're going to hear some house, but you're also going to hear like slow alternative. Yeah. It's going it, to, we're going to take you everywhere. It's like a magic carpet of like emotions. Mm-hmm. I love that. That sounds beautiful. Thank, thank you. I'm working on it. <laughs> no, I said all those like different genres. I think we got to a point that we have like a sound. So even if it's techno or hip hop, there's like a sound there, and people are starting to notice it now. Maybe you guys not definitely have like a particular sound. I mean, maybe it's just because we've been like, you know, doing the research and listening to like the people around you. But like, I don't know. I feel like I can listen to your tracks and be like, okay, this is this could be Paper Water. And then you like look at your phone, and I'm like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Not even music though, too. Like the style of art, like your artwork. Oh my god, don't even get me started. Yeah, the artwork is specifically like the way you intro things on socials. I just I can tell you guys have a certain style and I'm curious like where that came from. Did the two of you kind of just like create this rapport with each other because you grew up together and like have like a similar way of you know, it's very unique. Like what what are what is your inspiration for like marketing? Eddie, that's you. Oh wow. Um that's you, Eddie. <laughs> I I actually just like feel that every artist should try to just look their best because it's like as an artist you're like it's almost like you have to sell yourself like even from back in the day when these like families would like commission an artist to like be part of their family they would just like live with this like in like italy or i'm not sure like by name but um it almost was like you try to just make the dopest and coolest looking thing you can do. And I think that should be like all across the borders because it's like, 
the i guess like the market and like the whole entire like industry is so saturated with people just telling you to listen to their music that it's not enough anymore and i think like you should just try like i think a little part of me wants artists all around the world to just like try and market their music the right way or at least like try to figure it out like what we're doing i'm not by all means we haven't figured it out because it's like when the first time i saw like pharrell and he was like on the bike oh my god like they were they were all like on the bikes and then i was like uh like a black little boy i was like holy shit like 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 until then there's like no black boys like on bikes like skateboarding and stuff and then Mm -hmm. I, i felt represented so i think we like grew up in like Kendall, Richmond Heights area as like black boys in high school. And then growing up, like a lot of our friends are like Hispanic. It's like if someone happened to stumble upon our Instagram and they see us, uh, I think we see it from the perspective of the fan. Like if they see us and they're like, oh, these people, these guys are like from Miami. And then they go into Miami and it's like a whole new world and it's like a whole new way of looking out what Miami is. Yeah, hundred percent. I also think like it's important to just change stigmas and stereotypes. And I feel like you guys are doing that too, whether it's electronic or creating this collective, there's just so many people that think like, oh, I'm this way, so I have to behave or like put out music like this, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's not and it's not it's not really dumb and really if they just were themselves it would be much more doper. Like it's scarier, but it's doper to just be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get that next time. We should hear it. Like exactly what we've been speaking about. Hey guys. This is Paperwater, and you're listening to bass on Dub Lab. I hope you like our mix. Cause I sure do. This mix is smooth. It feels like summer. It feels like outside again. Remember outside? Outside used to be fun, right? Now listen to this mix and think about yourself outside. And remember, paper water let you go outside.
Cannot complain, yeah. Me and all my niggas doing straight, doing straight. We are not the same, we are not the same. Bitch, I'm a motherfucking Martian. Your girl give me brain in my car seat. I really gotta tell her get that off me. And I'll speed it up, just a coffin. And I'll speed it up, just a coffin.
problem exists because white people think they're better than black people and they want to oppress us and they want us to allow ourselves to be oppressed. This is the big idea that you This is the basic problem. And what do you think white people are think they're better than others? I can't solve the problem. You guys pull the strings at closed schools. You guys draw the boundaries that keep our kids restricted to the ghettos. Ghettos, ghettos. See me in that, see me ripping that, see me freaking dipping that. Have a heart attack, never bring your daughter back. Have a heart attack when I hit it from the back. Now she know me, now she really on me. She try to phone me, telling me she lonely. Oh three, I hit the step back like Kobe. From deep, like I'm shooting from the nose, please. Nose, please, that's probably from the cokey. Low key, man, I see that thing poking. Joaquin, man, I'm only joking. I was just spoken, my thoughts provoking. Excuse me, I'm trying to enjoy myself. 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 Okay.
off Sakai in the 9-11 songs. I popped out, big drum on the head, sort of out east. Names west, but I'm from the east. Hey yo, the only nigga that got five inches, five inches, you open your eyes, listen, it's on top, Chris, it's fly, when it can fly, bitches, if it pain in the rain, never got wet, just for my niggas, it's hot in the cage, rushing their ways with a chick bag, driving like six flags, close the fifth fad, broke it, I got rich fast, how you figure, you niggas illin', you illin', millin', and shillin', at home with a wonderful feeling, but hoes in your bill, and the Lord willin', I be touchin' big bags, go your leashes on all race, St. Bernard, St. Lamont's rollin' with the coke, with the Amy on, it be on bullshit, I be on real time, I be out of friends with clothes, bishop and real wine, toast to my real niggas, that's illin', Thank you. 
covenants that keep our kids restricted to the ghetto. You guys write up the restrictive covenants that keep us out of houses. So it's up to you to talk to your brothers and your sisters and persuade them that they have a responsibility. We've assumed ours for over 400 years, and we're tired of this kind of stuff now. We're not going to suffer patiently anymore. No more turning the other cheek, no more blessing our enemies, no more praying for those who despitefully use us. We're going to show you that we've learned the lessons you've taught us. We've studied your history, and you did not take over this country by singing, We Shall Overcome. You did not gain control of the world like you have it now by dealing fairly with a man and keeping your word. You're treaty breakers, you're liars, you're thieves, you rape entire continents and races of people. Then you wonder why these very people don't have any confidence or trust in you. Your religion means nothing. Your law is a farce and we see it every day. You demonstrated it in Alabama. And I can say you because you're part of the whole system. You profit from it. In fact, you make your living from it. You couldn't walk around and talk to people, stand up in your pulpit on Sunday and preach nice little songs and say, now we're going to give thanks to the Lord for he is good and old Jesus be among us. As far as we're concerned, your Jesus is contaminated, just like everything else you've tried to force upon us is contaminated. Well, so you can have him. Wow. Um, period. You just heard Paper Water, their front mix on bass. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our very first episode with Dub Lab. This has been hype. And that mix, I mean, I feel like it took me back to being in one of my favorite parties right in Miami. If you don't know, this show is all about showcasing Miami culture, and that's exactly what Paperwater does for us. And that last little bit is very timely. Heard some white supremacy slander, which is very necessary. We can't have that. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about this mix, you guys. Like, what was the influence and kind of where where did you fuel this? What Eddie was trying to do with this mix. Tell, tell him that. Basically, this time right now is like really heavy, actually. That's right. Especially for people that are creative, especially for self-employed, uh, like artists, entrepreneurs like you guys. So I think what it is as an artist during this time, it's hard to create, but it's a time to kind of observe everything and and take in what is going on and then interpret it in your art so people can understand it subconsciously or consciously. And so when I listen to the mix, it's almost like you're listening to a mix, but it's like a story of like the current time. And it's kind of eerie because it sounds like the 60s. It's like when you were in history class and you read about Martin Luther King and then it's happening like right now again. And so um, I think the mix is just like a feeling of like what's happening now, like our interpretation of like what we're feeling. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is completely valid. And I mean, that's the that's the whole premise of you know, doing creative work, you fuel it with how you're feeling and your thoughts and all of those uh, internal slash external things. One of the things that we brought up before we heard this part of the mix was all of the things that you guys do and what you guys were working on uh, during the quarantine. And I know that you guys work a lot on or, or consider yourselves, I guess, like a, a DIY type situation is that like correct or the things that you do are pretty diy would you say uh yes we are most definitely diy you know being being diy is something that we see uh, at least i'm i'm very like not i, I wouldn't say closed-minded but i do only know an extensive amount about 
the Miami scene and like everyone here is pretty DIY in their approach. So what, what do you guys like, how can I phrase this question? The, the DIY part of mm-hmm. what paper water is, how does that like translate throughout the things that you do besides just music? Cause it's like I brought it before. It's, it's just, it's more than just the music. You guys have the, the, the record label and the creative agency. So where does the DIY fit amongst all of that? Uh, the DIY goes from like our video production is all in-house. It's like done by uh, our external team, which is Alex and Claudio and Aaron Turner. And we also have our editing team, which is like led by me. And it's also, again, Claudio. So it's like kind of everybody is like Swiss, uh, like a Swiss army knife. And they play multiple roles. Deji is like our sound guy. So he like does all of our sound um, for everything we do, whether it's like a, a live series that we're currently shooting with like a lot of local artists around Miami and various locations in Miami. So we just like shot in the Center for Subtropical Affairs. And oh, love that place. yeah, uh, really cool. Shout out to them. And Deji like hooked up the audio for this band called uh, the Remzies. And he wired like the entire band. But that's like, I think that's kind of cool because he also does that while being like an artist and running like a creative agency and like a record label himself. So it's like, we all like wear these hats um, out of necessity because, you know, we can't afford to like pay anybody and like, I, in the past, I don't think I've had great experiences in Miami um, with like having to like get people to like work with you for free, you know, like I don't think people are like into that nowadays, you know, Um, or like, yeah, it's like, you know, people want their, to make it worthwhile. So like we're private in that sense and like uh, DIY in that sense is like um, no matter what, I'm going to like ask my internal team if we could get it done. And if we can, then we like will execute it. And like, I will use what I have. Um, And if we can't, then that's when I will just go to like, you know, like our trusted sources, which is like our other creatives and locals that we like trust and like admire their work. And then, that's kind of just like the extent that's why i kind of think it's like diy it's either our friends or it's either we're working with our friends or we're working with each other and we're friends so at the end of the day everyone's just a friend really yeah who wants to work with someone that they don't feel like they could be friends with i i really even when i'm like Mm. interviewing for jobs or whatever it's like you got to come off as a friendly human being before anything how did you guys get into music what is your background how did you decide that, oh, yeah, I want to try out music. I want to go into Ableton and pursue this as, like, a full-time thing. I want to make beats in high school and show them to my friends, I want to give up football for music. Oh, okay. So you want the dramatic story? Do you want, like, the real story? Dramatic. Dramatic. Okay. So <laughs> I was about to go pro, right? And, like, oh, this no. was – it was, like – I was like actually really really good at football, and I was like, he was I was like, good. and I was like really good, um, like with music. Like I was just like amazing at both. And oh, man, a yeah, guy. yeah. 
literally a gentleman and a scholar. And uh, I chose football. Uh, ultimately, I was like, all right, I, I'm going to go with football and uh, damage my brain. And as I got injured, uh, like my freshman year of college, uh, when I went to, to Boston to play, I was forced to come back to Miami and pursue a music career in music. And that's, that's kind of, yeah. And then that's a dramatic story, but that's not actually how it happened. Um, There's not even that much lie in there, though, too. It's pretty mostly true. So music was your second choice. <laughs> no, no. Music, music was my first choice. I actually quit football because I hated it after a while. I was like, this is the this is the worst thing ever i just thought it was like stupid after a while like i kind of just didn't love it and like i loved music and something kept calling me to music and like these weird instances kept like putting me in the middle of like productions and like uh music it was weird because i just was like wanted to just get a college degree yeah And, and next thing i know i'm producing and djing and now and doing an interview with you guys i i play piano since i was like five so i used to be like uh well i am classically trained pianist or a piano player i wouldn't consider myself a pianist now but uh i've always played music almost my whole like i, I i've been around music my whole life so i actually don't know anything different so from five to high school i uh I was a piano player, and then um, when I started playing sports, that's when I got, like, my competitive edge, and then I met Eddie, and Eddie, like, helped me, like, build character through sports, and in college, I uh, I was part of this band called After the Smoke, and we got signed to Warner Brother Records, right. and while signed, uh, Warner Brothers got, like, bought out. It, like the whole label kind of fall apart and people like left and stuff like that. So that band got shelved. And then I remember Eddie telling me in a train in New York and he's like, you shouldn't stay in New York. We should go back to Miami. And then when we went back to Miami, uh, we got like an opportunity to DJ, even though we both never DJ before. And Eddie was like, we should just do this together. And that's when we started DJing together, but it was like day G and EAS. And eventually it just formed into uh, paper water. Paper wow. Water. And then in the beginning, the band I was a part of was like this uh, hip hop, like hip hop psychedelic band. But then when we started DJing, it was basically like EDM. And um, it just organically like mutated from there. And then I guess we could go into like how the parties started. So, yeah, right. The The party culture in Miami is something that like, whether you're here or whether you're not, you know that Miami is Miami equals partying. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you guys throw your own parties uh, between mm-hmm. 808. And do you want to touch on perhaps what the 808 party is and kind of where it might be headed now that the coronavirus has kind of fucked everything up? To explain how 808 started, we have to talk about how Half Full started. And the creative agency, Half Full, that we started is Eddie, me, and Aaron. Um, we started half full and well, actually originally Eddie and I started half full and it was a radio series just like this, but we would get DJs from all over the world and they would put their mixes up on SoundCloud and it would do really good. Like it would get like 
like thousands and thousands of streams on SoundCloud. But during the wow. time SoundCloud had the three strike rule. So like whenever our mix would go over like 50,000 or 100,000, we would get like a strike because it, it was like copyright infringement. And so like half full in the beginning was just a radio show. And um, I forgot her name, but she was like, why, do, why don't it... Why don't a half full turn into like a 90s hip hop party? And then we sort of agreed to it. And we just did like this during the time we did, we were like playing like K Tronada and House and hip hop. And then we would play like new trap music, like Playboy Cardi before Playboy Cardi, like before mumble rap was like a thing. When he was on Awful Records? Yeah, when he was on Awful Records, we were like, we had like a trap hour and we would do our parties. Uh, festival style so like each dj would get like one hour and then the party was called half full and then that's how like the agency started how did you book people for those parties and even when you just had them doing mixes for you so how so we had like besides everyone else in miami um venues would pay us just up front to do the party there so it was like completely curated and then we didn't know that was like a like a unique thing, you know, like people had different deals. Like we would straight up just get paid to just do half full there. And they gave us a budget to like book people. And then every party we like book different people. And in the beginning, like we 2015, so we were doing like Miami beach, like the one hotel. And then I we love would, the one hotel. One of my favorites in the entire world. I'm not kidding. So yeah, we were the Beautiful first place. people to do events on a rooftop and then, most of our parties we would book like female djs like we i could probably say we booked the most like female djs ever actually in miami without really saying it or broadcasting that and then that was like a thing that we would book different djs that Mm -hmm. necessarily wouldn't be booked and they wouldn't be like a bikini dj thing like they would go hard that's huge and like really necessary especially in miami when it's like proper dj culture um, women are always looking for each other and there's a lot of art behind like a female producer. Very exactly. true. And it's just like a rarity. And so when we were starting, uh, like doing the parties, that's when, uh, I met Coffin Tex in guitar center and she was just practicing DJing and guitar center because she didn't huh. have a deep set. And then I was like, I'm starting this collective and would you like to join? And then she was like, yeah, sure. And then we went to Eddie's house and then that's, we just started from there. That's so crazy because I found that picture today of us all on my kitchen table producing and I was like going to send it to you guys. It's like actually crazy you said that. It, it is weird thinking about it because we were strangers and I was like, you want to come to my friend's house? I'm starting this collective. And she was kind of like, cool. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. Do you guys feel like um, as a collective, what is the priority like to get listeners and to gain traction for your guys's music and your artists or more so to like throw events to create community in Miami? I think uh, our goal as a collective is to like create like this unique sound and like actually show Miami in a different light. Like I, I think after like what Deji, I think Deji said this in the beginning, but it started off as like a selfish endeavor and like wanting it to all be about you and be like the best DJ, the best producer, best everything. And then after a while, you just see how underrepresented uh, Miami is and like 
how poorly like people don't know how many talented people are here like you guys say and all these like cool collectives and it's almost just like at a certain point you can't get competitive because it's like actually just sad and like i kind of just like want to like make this i just want to make miami like on the map i just want to put it on the map and like yeah and it's separated between our agency and the label now so basically what half a creative does is like it creates a platform for just like culture in general so like uh that's what happens is we create platforms and then we do content for people and also bridge the gap between brands and like the community and that's what happens is and then wet paper is more like the sonic sound of that like what it is what Miami is sonically from our perspective i think that's pretty completely like uh what's the word not wholesome but well rounded like you hit all the marks in terms of doing the good work of like giving people this idea that's not exactly what they think it is about Miami and just like I said doing that hard work that like needs to be done in order to change people's minds Mm -hmm. um I know that this next part of the mix is your part Deji so I don't know if you want to give a little intro as to what we're about to hear um for the people who are listening it is weird so it has a little bit of house it has a little bit of trance it has yes. uh, it has some like sound bites of Jim Carrey long time ago when he was in A Living Color. I don't know if you know. Yes, that. that's so cool. How did so you get that inspiration? Uh, from everything that's happening right now. So basically, in the skit, um, Jim Carrey is like the manager of this hot dog stand, and then the government bans like black people from using hot dog stands, so they just ban it worldwide and stuff. It's yeah. kind of like really trippy, but it's like similar to like what happens in politics in general. Mm-hmm. And so in the skit, there's this. Do you know what Hotep is? Hmm. Give me okay, a so, of it. So Hotep's like, you, you know, when you're on Twitter <laughs> and you see people with like the African koofies on their head, oh. it's like just yeah. like this same thing. Yeah. And, and so in the skit, there's this guy that's a Hotep and then he's like, supposed to be like a woke black person and he's like the government is trying to bring us down by like not letting us like buy hot dogs and then jim carrey's just kind of like that's crazy and then it like skips to like the government like trying to like stop people from getting it's really dumb but it's like very uh it's similar to like just what's happening now but in comedy, they're trying to educate people through comedy so i always like that skit yeah, and it's cool that you're using that comedy and music because that's your platform. Like, again, it's all about the platforms right now. Whatever you can do to, like, raise awareness for what's right. And you guys are plugging it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And so just a build up of what Eddie did in the first mix. And um, from there, it just it's just, I guess, like my gut feeling from there. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's, that's better. That's not better. That's exactly what we need right now. Okay. What, what comes from the soul or the gut, rather. Mm-hmm. Period. Um, you want to intro that for us so we can oh. get into it. Okay, so I have to say, hey, this is Deji of Paper Water, and you're about to listen to my mix, and you're listening to Bass on Dub Lab. I'm industry trained, baby. 
It's all burnt to the fucking ground. And when is it nothing, man? Get the fuck up, man. Just get the fuck out of my face, man. Because if I fucking call my fucking family, man, and they call their family, everybody come here. You got it all over me, man. Coming here directly from the top of the chart. Here's the latest from Water. Like a Marilyn Manson, 
rockin' this bitch like I'm Marilyn Manson. I'm rockin' this bitch like I'm Marilyn Manson.
See, I told you, man. There is a conspiracy out there. See? Yeah, right, I know. Conspiracy.
Tony Montana, catching these flights like I see you manana. I don't know if I should put down the hammer. This seems like an episode of Atlanta. I don't know if you could ever do better than me. You wet as the sea, surfboard like me. Hey, hop in the rave, hop in the rave. Is there something I wish I could say? Yeah, something I wish I could say. Something I wish I could say. Something I wish I could say. White on my face like I'm Tony Montana Catching these flights like I see you manana I don't know if I should put down the hammer 
This seems like an episode of Atlanta. I don't know if you could ever do better than me. You wet as the sea, surfboard like B. Hey, hop in the ray, hop in the ray. Is there something I wish I could say? Yeah, something I wish I could say. Something I wish I could say. Something I wish I could say. White on my face like I'm Tony. White on my face when you told me. You should call some of your homies And I should call some of my homies And if you don't know, you should know me And if you don't know, you should know me
is so good and she making the honor of yeah. I am so honorable yeah. Calling her audible honor of yeah. I am so honorable yeah. Honorable mission Yeah, yeah Sucking the dollar like men in the sense Rocking this bitch like a Marilyn Manson I'm rocking this bitch like a Marilyn Manson I'm rocking this bitch like a Marilyn Manson Yeah, yeah Maybe drink some water. 
What's up guys, Eddie here, and you just heard Deji, the other half of Paper Water. Together we make Paper Water, just if you guys didn't know, now you know. And let me just tell you, let me take some time out right now for Deji Appreciation Minute, and I want you guys to <laughs> join in on me with this Deji Appreciation Minute, and just run back the mix, just run it back, and just appreciate Deji for all the good he does with your ears <laughs> thank you so much for that appreciate I, I, we love you deji we love you eddie we really do appreciate paper we water. appreciate paper water we, we are paper we water. appreciate we appreciate the bass girls and we love the bass girls <laughs> i feel like i might be part of you guys i feel like i feel paper water i think we should wear one big shirt <laughs> <laughs> let's all fit into a single shirt yeah and then promo it and promo it Mm -hmm. and just start a podcast with four mics and call it four mics let's get a guy named mike and then bring him in oh yeah but no we don't ever mention that one mike because we just kind of don't like him you know yeah i agree i kind of i kind of see the vision i'm not even gonna lie right now 
You see it? Let's build. Let's collab. Let's work. Okay. Stay tuned for stay tuned for the Mike situation. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Mike, the situation wasn't that a guy from Jersey Shore? Oh, bars. Where's the beat? Um. Yeah. Well, I th- anyway, that was a fire mix, courtesy of Paper Water Deji. Um, can you explain? I know we talked a little bit about your inspirations, but tell us how your thought process, your creative process has kind of molded or changed within the past month, you know, all that's going on. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine uh, last night, and we were talking about how this is almost like a cycle, and it feels like a cycle because I was telling her, and Deji knows what I'm talking about, uh, when the Alton Sterling situation happened, uh, like the first thing we did was like we went to our music, and... I went back and what's sad was like, I, the first thing I did with George Floyd was like, go to our music and like, just like, that's like a healing thing for us. And what made me sad is that I went back and then there was like music for every situation that has happened like this. And it's almost just like, like, I almost now want to make something that could change the world. And then that's like, that's like what I want to do with my music moving forward. It's like, I want to make more impactful music. And I was like making shallow music back then, but now I definitely want to make stuff with more feeling and like, I kind of want to change people's perspectives. So that's how it's changed me. That's a new path for sure. Like more meaning behind each word, hundred percent. What about you, Deji? Um, so regarding music, I, I felt like, from the past month or the past couple months, I was moving like on a momentum or everybody was, we had like this momentum and you were like hustling, you're doing meetings, you're setting things up off of this momentum. And then once I was able to stop, I was, I had the opportunity to think about what mattered to me and how I wanted to be perceived and how I wanted to affect people in the world outside of like money you know, cause I couldn't make money. So, um, I think I kind of went back to like the first time when Eddie, Eddie was explaining about me going to the lunch table and that excitement I got just to play my beat, like just being excited to have the opportunity to even make music to play to people. And I retreated back to that place to like express myself that's i mean it's cool it's really Mm -hmm. cool that you're able to because it's hard to put words to your thoughts sometimes or not even words but sounds to your yes sounds lyrics seeing sounds all that um so i like that album by the way (laughs) my favorite albums in the entire world like i live by that man seriously i mean i guess the three of them i really do but anyway um yeah it's really it's special that you are able to articulate or just like express just through your art form. But I, I couldn't do it. I don't know. I don't know if I would have the means. Well, you are doing it though. Like this is this this is a art. It is you're like creating a platform for artists to like, you know, expand past like what we've been doing. So I really appreciate that, you know. It's yeah. Yeah, Jay, it's what you were saying before about how like it's all about having the platform and doing like 
the most that you possibly can with it to like expose people to the information and like the sounds and the sights. Expose is so funny to me. Like it sounds like you're yeah. gonna like expose them. <laughs> okay, well, expose in a good way, not exposing inappropriate situations to people yeah, who don't need to. <laughs> also, this sounds like really okay. overwhelming. Like I, I, it's you know we have all these tracks. You know we're trying to think about uh like how we want to market it, how we want it to be successful. So like having the opportunity to be on this show makes it easier. Like, you know, we're putting a lot of unreleased music out and I don't know who's going to hear it, but you know, it's, it's like a first step and this like really helps us like, you know, get back started. So it's, it's really important what you girls are doing and I appreciate you too. The platform is one thing, but like, we also just want, like the world, I mean, especially LA, since like that's ha- one half of based, but like to see what's up and you guys make such a, you're a force to be reckoned with in Miami, whether it's like, you know, playing at the one hotel or doing anything really to get your name across. And mm-hmm. lastly, I wanted to talk about kind of what you've been doing during quarantine. Cause I know like the quarantine mood has shifted. Has it not? Like at first we were feeling productive. Now we're just feeling like all over the place really how do you feel as a duo um we've actually been staying uh kind of productive like um at first i think for us uh it was the opposite like i think um we were doing like what deji said we were doing so much that once everything halted it was like a shock to our system and then we just got productive. So we're like doing these zoom, uh, like sessions and still working on music and like still collaborating with other artists. I just started a discord, uh, with like a bunch of producers and like, uh, local artists to like, like find a new way to collaborate and like get people to like collaborate that like wouldn't normally collaborate. So, uh, I guess during quarantine, like it, uh, I just, we just got more organized. I want to say, cause we weren't organized. Right. They do. Yeah. And then even the discord to explain it, like discord is like a gaming chat platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to know like how that played a part. Cause I was like, discord is what my little brother uses to play like, Oh, Fortnite. um, <laughs> yeah. So we could just share. It's almost like a, I use it as like a messaging board and, with the other producers, you could post your SoundCloud links and like you could share like links to downloads. And it's kind of just like sounds. That. You and, can talk about just sounds. Yeah. And plugins. And it's kind of, it's like, community a, yeah, community. It's like a community. And like Discord also has like a voice channel that lets you just like hop on call with anybody without like being in an annoying group chat or whatever it is. And it has like these individual channels. So even though there's like, a specific discord you could be part of there's individual channels so there like might be like uh in our discord there's a channel for open verses so like we have songs that have open verses and we kind of just like posted it there in hopes that like somebody would answer back and um all the artists that are part of this discord are like kind of like uh artists we want to work with so it ends Some up of them working are like out. New artists, new producers too. Mm-hmm. 
That's pretty crazy. I, like, truthfully haven't heard that at all or anything like it during this time. So I think that's yeah. quite a good idea. Like, whoever conjured that one. They're unique. We, um, I guess I'll use this opportunity to plug. So, like, another thing we've been doing with content, which is, like, outside of music, was we did, like, this, uh, we did this show called Dumpster Fire with uh, Carmel, who's in uh, New York. And we would get content from like different filmmakers. So let's say we'll pick four filmmakers and four music producer and artists, and they would submit like 15 minutes of like what they did. And then we would make like a random abstract show about it. And, wow. and the whole point of. Mm-hmm. And where can you find that? At transmissionpit.com. But it doesn't stay there. So it, it only goes up for like a couple of days and then we take it down. So but, if that were to happen, like, again, the only way you would find it is through your socials to like know when it's happening. Yeah. Or on transmissionpit.com. So like we have like a highlight, uh, intro reel of like each episode. Transmissionpit.com. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So what are some, um, maybe names of artists or DJs, producers, that you guys work with or want to work with that we just haven't heard about yet. We have songs recorded, mixed and mastered for <clears throat> Triangles, Dina Dean, uh, King Docious, Lil Westside out of Jacksonville, Casey Jones II from Gainesville, Florida, Free Dystopia, No Bamboo out of Fort Lauderdale, Morgan Bryson, Lay Poodle, uh, Steve Fomwaz, Twelvelin, James Clinn, Gabby G, and that was like from the the list, and and much more. Wow. And, and working with uh, a so lot of producers. So, if anyone ever wanted to get into Miami music, you literally just got a whole ass list of well, not only Miami and not only South Florida, but a few just like general Florida mm-hmm. talents, and a lot of those are people who we have been in talks with to get on our show. So. You know, stay fucking tuned. I'm smiling, though, beyond belief. I feel like you guys are like godfathers of (laughs) South Florida. Like, I really that. (laughs) Remember when we were talking to to Morgan and I was like, excuse my language, but it's almost like they're the daddies. Oh, yeah. And she was like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's the feeling. Bad vibes. Oh, my gosh. I feel so old. You guys like have a feeling that you're like older than you are, I think. Like, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. You just feel much more mature and, like, know what you're doing. You have, like, a place for your, yourself, so. That is, that is true, and we do like what, um, I think we're very, not, we're very, we're not cloudy at all, and I think, um. Cloudy or cloudy? Like, cloudy, yeah. Okay. Cloudy, cloudy. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we like a lot what uh, people are doing. In Miami, I think. Oh, I wanted to talk about the party scene. So I think. Um, oh, this is oh, this is the juicy <laughs> part. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of things, especially before quarantine, was like very shallow. So like people were, all of us actually. This is not just on other people, but even Speak ourselves. For yourself. Okay? We're doing parties, and it was like very shallow, and then we all wait to get our check like four months later from venues, which is like bullshit. And that's not a way to sustain any type of real 
community or platform like just like in la like how there's like real communities and platforms so people could like make a living uh doing what they do and so um i just feel like as a whole community we just need to like rethink that and the people that are really serious need to like come together and like really work together not either directly or indirectly like there's a huge like crab in the barrel problem in miami and a lot of people aren't really in the game and they're fighting over things that are not really important or will get them where they need to be. Ooh. I completely agree. That is a very solid point. And thank you for bringing it up because I don't think we talk about that enough, especially talking about being based in Miami, that connotation or that little detail kind of gets left out or people probably don't want to say it. So shouts to you for actually Putting, I don't know. Maybe if we acknowledge it, we can get a solution running. Let's huh? get let's get everyone to acknowledge it. Let's let, let's start like an acknowledgement challenge. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, like that would be the That's coolest what America, thing. America America needs to do acknowledgement and accountability. That's you heard cool. it here first, folks. Paper acknowledgement water. challenge. On this show, based um, we have a long running tradition of asking every um, group that we have or artist or what have you, what it means for them to be based in Miami. So the question stands for you guys. What does it mean to you guys to be based in Miami in, in all senses of the words? Like what has it done for you? Um, and, you know, would it be different if you were anywhere else? So I think um, growing, I think one, it would be different if we grew up anywhere else. I think growing up in Miami, especially like the whole bottle popping era in Miami, um, Miami's like a vacation spot. It's like someone you date and then you leave, like people come in and then they leave. So like growing up here, you kind of see that and you see like all the cool local things that Miami is, but it's not portrayed on TV. And you're like, oh, this is this place could be way more. It's almost like uh, when you go to New York, like New York is an adult, but Miami is like a teenager. Mm -hmm. And I feel like growing up here made me have the mindset and my team to have the mindset to create a platform. To create a platform in Miami that could go on after like we die. Where in New York, that's not really available yeah, all the like platforms that are already established. Yeah. yeah, you're hopping into something. I feel like Miami gives you the opportunity to, to create something, which I think people aren't taking advantage of. Yeah, not full advantage. Right. Of the party. Yeah. True. That's a really good answer. I'm curious as to how Eddie feels. Hey, Eddie. Hey. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Uh, I used to watch. I I used to always like want to eat a jawbreaker after that. My mom didn't let me watch that show realistically, but here we are really? today. Yeah, she said that it would rot my brain. <sighs> she was right. She was right. Look at these holes in my brain. Is your real name Ed Drew? What's your real name? <laughs> uh, it's it's actually Ignacio. It's E G G, and Nacio with a capital N. Huh. It's, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's actually Eddie. E D D Y. I wish you could have seen my fucking face. I said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. 
Eddie, come come yeah. back in. Come step step back into the office. How does okay. it feel to be Miami based to you? Um, Miami based in one minute, you could be like next to like th- like the most outlandish celebrities, and the other minute you're driving to like a house party in Overtown, and like that's that's like kind of like how I see Miami. It's like really glitzy and like glamour and beautiful from like the beach and like everything that's like really well up kept and like to maintain this image and then there's like a really gritty part of Miami that also like makes up Miami and it's like that's the DNA of Miami those are the people that are part of Miami and it's like this melting pot and it's not just about like uh bottle service and whatever uh it's literally like these like little pockets of like like raw like whether it's like that party scene it's like really like out of control of like that whole live live like scene and south beach scene yeah and then there's like the underground scene and then there's like space and like the internet friends and like the love below and there's like these little pockets of like people and like i don't know like yeah. clicks it's like just clicked up and then there's like uh yeah that's that's like how i feel like it's just so chaotic it's exactly that, that chaotic i was waiting yeah. for the word it's just like holy holy shit like how did i grow up here right. you know i think the drug intake is probably a lot higher here too you know like that's <laughs> somebody needs Bro. to I, i'm not a, a federale you know that's not that's not my thing but some uh somebody needs to check to see how much drugs are being intaked in Miami because you might meet somebody that was like driving on a dirt road like three months ago, and that person's also at like live too, like buying bottle buying bottles, yeah, yeah, buying bottles with like a stolen credit card. Um, yeah, the stolen credit card, you know, classic, and renting yeah. a Lamborghini and then crashing it and then leaving in an Uber. That's, That's a music funny. video in itself. What are some of your guys's like favorite? projects you've worked on like whether it's their songs or parties like i don't know artists what are some of your like highlights musically i think our favorite project hasn't happened yet i think the landscape of like streaming like messed up the project idea the project thing scares me personally i can only speak for myself but it scares me because it's like what if i give all this music up in this project and people don't take the time to like listen to it or digest it and like it just gets buried and then i end up not releasing music and then i end up doing that anyways in this like weird vicious circle so um yeah for for us we're i think we're just releasing singles and that's like what you'll see from us is a lot of like music and when people are like ready for a project i think they'll let us know and like we do have like projects ready. I think, um, I think we want to release a project with, even if it's uh, with a machine, which is not a big machine or, or not like a huge label, but we do want like an extra push. That's not just us pushing the project. For sure. That helps. Like you have to admit it as much as people yeah. try to deny it. That is honestly a money maker. is having a, the marketing team, like the ads, all that. Yeah, momentum. So I think um, 
or actually I know like we want to just like, yeah, release singles with videos and then set us up to release a project more. And then also like albums because of streaming albums aren't really what they used to be. So when we release an album, it would just be for like our own personal and maybe for like really loyal fans, you know, like albums. What, what is like the next thing, you know, is it, are we, should we be expecting like a single or, Oh, you're, we didn't talk about the live, the, Wet Paper Live, is it called? <laughs> oh, Wet Paper Live. So, okay, so I think, Eddie, you could correct me. So I think, and <laughs> from this interview, I was thinking about this. From the Wet Paper, so Wet Paper Live is like a, a new live series that we're doing to promote Wet Paper, but also promote different artists that are not even signed to Wet Paper to uh, through like, our platform so like wet paper lives like a music series which features like emerging artists and then they perform like a a song or a couple songs of their choice and then we pick like a unique location in like south florida and it's similar to tiny desk or colors berlin and the artists don't have to pay for the production of it so like as far as half creative like the videographers we have they get that all for free and we produce the whole thing we record it and then we put it out on our YouTube and, you know, they get to like not worry about creating content because we're in a world that they have to create content. But it also promotes our label and like what we're about and then also promotes like artists from South Florida and then eventually it's going to spread, you know, like nationwide. That's like the goal. You guys are so fucking cool. Like that is exactly <laughs> what I like would have wanted to hear from like a superhero. Uh, so we, we just did, uh, we just recorded uh, Remy's. Um, they're like a, a band. They're like, a they're an indie band, like indie pop band. They're really, really dope. I feel like they represent Miami. Like they, their band is just like mixed. They have like a lead singer that's like black. That kind of reminds me of Kevin Hart, but then they have like a tall bassist that's like white and like a guitarist that's Hispanic. So it's like everything in Miami into like a band. That's like what they are, and they're super talented. We're gonna um, check them out. I don't. Yeah. Do you know them, Katarina? I don't think I do. I we just found out about them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You could follow us on Paper Water on every single social platform. Uh, Even the the Twitter, the Instagram, the. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else okay. is. On Twitch, follow us on twitch.tv slash paperwater um, yeah. every Saturday. But we also have our own show called Paperwater Radio, where we just like play tracks, play music submissions, and just DJ. And, and it's interactive. Time. Yeah. So oh you could send us tracks um, and we'll play them live. And like, you know, you guys are talk so innovative. Them. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I I'm like lie. obsessed, kind of. I'm, so, I'm obsessed with you. I'm sorry. Guys, guys let's do lunch. Let's go get lunch. Let's go yeah. get lunch, guys. Okay. Let's, right, let's, let's turn this off and get lunch. I'll, I'll see you there, Jordy. Wait, <laughs> I want to know, like, the, the last, like, a closing question, if there's nothing else to be said. I want to know what, like, the goal is. Like, what what is one thing that you're going to, that would, like, sum up a really awesome, successful career for you guys? If we have a successful South Florida-based label and creative agency. Yes. So y'all are already there. <laughs> we want, we want like, Excel recording in Miami. Like, yes. a, a label like that. Oh, okay. Oh. We're and getting so there. Like, basically, our career, like, our personal careers would be 
two sentences on a Wikipedia and it'll be a bunch of sampas and people popping out of Miami. Oh, we, we, okay. So we do, we, another goal, I guess a short-term goal is that we do want to establish a foothold in LA. Okay. I will help you with that personally. Let's, oh, I like, and like this. build out Dude. and build out a team there and like really, like in any way capacity. Because I feel like it's natural. <laughs> nah, I like, Is everything I, I like, okay in there, Eddie? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I like getting, this gets me excited. I'm like Millie rocking right now. I'm like, oh, yeah. It went from interview to like career. Okay, we love you guys. Thank you so much for coming on and being our first guest um, on Dub Lab, based on Dub Lab. It means a lot. And I think you are very representative of our message uh, big time actually on like a scale that we can only dream of becoming so love you guys a lot we love thank you jordan and katarina and base miami i love you guys thank you for and having congrats us. and this is only the beginning your show's gonna grow from here oh yeah mm-hmm. i'm excited to see all the guests you guys are gonna have and i hope we somehow meet again on this platform i hope we meet I hope we meet, but we okay. do it in like a vineyard, like in a valley in, in the West Coast. And we're like, mm-hmm. we're so successful right now. It's amazing. Look at us. Yeah, yeah. Does she love me? Does she love you not? I'm trying to clean my thoughts. I got no time for thoughts, but wait. Yeah, I love that ass though. Yes, I am an asshole. I'm focused on my cash flow. Tryna push a 